No, you're definitely not on mute. Hi, my name is Josh Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, <laughs> a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. Chris, it's the holiday season, presumably, when we post this. And life is busy and stuff is crazy, so we're going to squeeze in a few little small filler episodes. We're going to squeeze hope... the crap out of everything. We, we only have 13, after as of this recording, we only have 13 more episodes of Legend Core to review. We're going to squeeze every damn drop of juice out of this we can. But also, we hope that, hey, stop listening to our podcast and go do holiday things with whoever you spend your holiday time with. But also, you know, still listen to this podcast please go up to your parents and hug them randomly like don't don't like sneak hug them right now when they're or, or your siblings or something that's messed up and then they they will surprisingly enjoy it i yeah i don't see my parents ever really turning down a hug unless they're eating or sleeping i could see that being down the totem pole a little that's bit true. but in the meantime we are gonna do just oh chris i know what you're looking at it's because i had a title on the slide that was supposed to be what if Su Yin was evil? Okay, so y'all just ignore this title up here. We're talking about Su Yin. Just gonna cover it up with my picture right there. Boom. Uh, I'll fix that in a second. But uh, Chris, I gave away the the thing. The title okay. of this is the what thumbnail. If, I'm sure gave away the thing. What What if Su Yin was evil? That is our That is our title of today's spinoff episode. So you'll walk us through the flashpoint, and we'll start bouncing ideas, and. Discover yes. how Su Yin would have destroyed the world. Yeah, and first of all, why would I even think of why Su Yin would be evil? Because in my first watch of Legend of Korra Book Three, Su Yin always seemed a little, little suspicious for some reason to me. I mean, actually, honestly, there's a couple different sides. Uh, one of which is she, you know, she let she let Korra go chase after Zaheer. There's a picture of her in the circus and the guy holding her this bald guy and people zoomed in on that and thought, holy crap, is that, is that a Zaheer? As if she knew him in a past life. And so there was just a couple of different, and then she talked about the queen, like, oh, forget the queen. Like, what does the queen know? And then Zaheer kills the queen. Like there was, there was like, and then she had this whole thing of like, she needs to, you know, grow up, move forward and things like that. Like it's a new world. And like, I feel like, I feel like they could have easily gone down the route that I was seeing of like, all right, what if Suyin was evil? So this episode, I think we can point to like a certain flashpoint where where she would have turned evil. Um, or I, I say evil, you know, quote unquote evil, but really just like, what if she was an antagonist? Went down instead? the wrong path or was led down the wrong path or just saw the very believable points in this case of yeah. said wrong path. Yeah. Uh, so... We start with the terror within because I think that's where a lot of my suspicions started to grow about Su Yin. So you know, we see here, you know, there's been a break in, and and Zalfu, like, how did how did this happen? Who was behind it? And so it would still be um, Ai Wei. But at one point, I was like, oh, I'm going to. Uh, well, at one point, Lin is like, fine. Question Su Yin. Questioner, and I was like, okay. And then Suyin is like, yeah, question me. Fine. Lin wants me to be questioned. Question me. And I way would completely, you know, sell her story. Like he'll be like, oh, she's telling the truth, and no one would be able to know otherwise. Like, yeah, either either she would have to like know how to counteract the 
her own waves, her own, uh, you know, I Ooh, assume that you know, either she would have to have some sort of superhuman ability like that, or Ai Wei would have to be involved. But either one would be believable, you know what? right? Mm. I think, like, I, she could I think, cause her own little tiny vibrations with her feet. I think that would actually be a cool idea that she doesn't know, like, Ai Wei doesn't know that Su Yin is a part of the Red Lotus. I think it uh, could uh, it could go either way. We might have to like pick one to I think, truly branch, but I, th- I think it could go either way. I'd rather go with that he doesn't know. That way, it's like that way you keep everybody still pretty honest. Kind of like everybody story. in the dark too. It it really is a one woman yes. show. And yes. yeah, all right, let's pursue yeah. that path. I dig it. She can produce the little tiny vibration. That's how good she is. The little I think tiny so. vibrations I mean, with her feet. Because like real real life lie detectors, it's not hundred percent foolproof. Like people can, that's that's why you can't have lie detector in court. That's not evidence. Right. He's not reading your mind. He's just <laughs> reacting to the. I presume the vibrations he's picking up on the ground. Yeah. What is heartbeats? What's John Mulaney like say? Like he can feel it in the. She can feel the train coming, like a Native American or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, we we've seen Azula be able to lie to Toph, <laughs> which is a really cool scene. Because Toph is like, you know, where's, where's, where's the fire of the war? And we'll be able to tell the truth so we'll know if you're lying. And then Azula, like, so confident, is like, really? I'm a really good liar. Are you sure? I'm a 12-foot-tall purple paddlehoes bear with, <laughs> with, wet, with feathers and wings. And Toph is like, okay, I admit, you're pretty good. I like never so. realized the full impact of that scene until just now. Mm, yeah. That's incredible. So I think, Which, yeah, without Azula's doubt. not even an earthbender. So surely a smart earthbender like Su Yin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I'm biting. So, well, that's where we're going. Uh, Ai Wei is not <laughs> evil. He's he's trying his best. I mean, oh, I think Ai Wei is, yeah, I think oh. Ai Wei is still. Oh, he still un- could be, but he's unknowing. Ooh. Yeah, I think Su Yin is so deep. Like the only person that knows about Su Yin is Zaheer. Well, and this is perfect because now Ai Wei is the fall guy. Exactly. That's even better. Strong. Oh, I like yes. it. Okay, that's what we're doing. That's the one. <laughs> we just yeah. improved the story. That's not true, but you well, know. Well, I mean, I think it's, okay. Let me say, I love Su Yin as a character. She's one of my favorite characters in in all of the show. I think she is like life goals. She has her stuff together. She went on a little arc herself. She's a great mother. Has a very good life balance. I I like where they ended her at, but I could have easily seen this going down this path. Anyway. Okay. So that's kind of like one flashpoint, if you will. Hashtag now, fanfic. So the, the story will kind of keep going, right? Iowa gets away. Uh, Cora wants to chase after her. Linda's like, no, you can't go. And I'm sorry. So Yana's like, no, you can't go. And then Lynn is, supports her and being like, listen to listen to Lynn. You can't go. And then later she's like, here, take my Jeep. Which that scene <laughs> yeah. just gets a lot more uh, exciting. That whole like, oh, you know, you secretly can chase Iway. Wink, wink. Yeah. Yeah. Chase Iway. Like she is setting Cora up to be captured. Oh, this is glorious. <laughs> All right. So. So everything kind of goes down the same pathway that it was before. Um, all the way up, <laughs> really, until we get to uh, until we get to the episode where where uh, where the 
where Cora gives herself up to to uh, to Zaheer and Combustion Lady, and and they're all fighting. Uh, Lin and Su Yin are fighting the Combustion Bender, while Cora and her dad are fighting uh, Zaheer. And you might be thinking to yourself, okay, well, if Lin is evil, why would she be at this point? Why hasn't she shown her cards yet? Why hasn't she? Why is she even fighting Pali at this point? Because Su Yin, knowing Zaheer, you know, hearing him speak about Guru Lahima, all this jazz and everything, she knows that that uh, it would be better for Zaheer. She's going to help him detach himself from his worldly tethers. So that is why Su Yin kills Pali. That's one of the reasons why Su Yin kills Pali. <laughs> I, I can have this conversation in my head of like, that's what Su Yin would say outwardly, but in her head, she'd also be like, and I hate that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, um, I like what you said <laughs> So, uh, so it's this. So, that so, makes Suyin real, real deep into this. Like, if she's if she's at yeah. that level where she's like, no, you know, he's he's not gonna unlock his full potential until he's exactly. free, free. So I'm willing to kill. That's extra. Deep. Yeah, that and that's some that's some kind of dark, dark stuff. Um, so. At the the point that I think Suyin would actually out herself, right? Because I thought now that I think about it, maybe this wouldn't be the point that she would out herself. So the, the original point I'm thinking about is when Lin and Suyin has to hear, um, has to hear cornered. He's you know whispering the sweet nothings of Guru Lahima. <laughs> that <laughs> that could be the point where she would be like, boom, I knock Lin out. Okay, so here, let's go. Like, she wouldn't try to kill her sister or anything like that, but I think, you know, she would boom, knock her out. Now, the one reason why, story-wise, it doesn't make sense, because it sort of contradicts before, where I was saying that she would purposely kill Pali. I mean, she's not sure that Zaheer was able to unlock this ability quite yet. Um, it would be really fun if, uh, if instead of, like, incapacitating Lin if she just like pushed Zaheer off the cliff and then Zaheer figured out like, Oh, I can fly now. <laughs> shoved him off. And then Suyin's like, yeah, I know. And then she grabs Lin and <laughs> incapacitates her in a non-violent way. Yeah. While Lin is like, Holy crap, he can fly. Like oh, perfect surprise. Handcuffs. Well, whatever yeah, the, kind of cuffs Lin could produce, I guess. Yeah. The only other time besides that, that thing will be a good flashpoint is when because um, you also got to think is that Suyin, even though in this situation she would still she would you know be a red lotus member a very covert red lotus member kind of a double agent um secret double agent she would still love her family and she would still look after them and so opal is still a hostage in in these situations so she has to play it very very delicately uh, to still keep Opal safe, but to still, uh, you know, further the the goals of the Red Lotus. The the kind of goals at at their at their most pure, absolutely. Yeah. 
And so I think, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. If she, if she, Zaheer flies away, she incapacitates mm-hmm. Lynn somehow. And then I think that is a relatively okay point then for her to take off to go try to very discreetly get Opal and heck, maybe most of the airbenders, uh, you know, she's got some tie or others and they're not going to be super integral. Um, yeah. But it, at least Opal, I think she could get away and then Tenzin becomes even more confused, right? Because he gets down there and Lynn's tied up or something. And yeah, maybe has gone like, what the heck happened? Um, I mean, really maybe Suyin is playing the real long game here. Maybe she doesn't turn to that point. Maybe she turns when Korra is poisoned, and she's like, "Nope, I, oh man, I can't get this poison out." Oh, Avatar died. <laughs> They're like, "It's metal, you can do it," and she's like, <coughs> "Oh man, I tried. Okay. Dang, that's or, too bad." Okay, we could go this route, which might be easier story-wise. <laughs> we can go this route. Everything. In book three stays exactly the same, right? She gets the poison out, but she was supposed to get all the poison out. Korra still has poison in her, right? Like, why couldn't Suyin get all the poison out? Like, Which, even with Korra, oh, that's even, even better because she didn't, right? Like, there's still those tricks exactly. And, yeah. And, oh, that plays into it beautifully, Chris. What if we just did a what if? That what if it actually <laughs> is the way that it is? <laughs> it don't change anything. It doesn't. Uh, I like the, you know, actually kind of like that the best from like an overall story so, perspective, yeah. like a big picture. But I think for, for sort of showmanship, the sake of intrigue, I still like the idea of it sort of breaking to us as the viewers when, when Zaheer flies mm. away and incapacitating Lynn. Cause then Tenzin could still in theory have, have no idea. Like, I don't know where Lynn or Suyin are all of a sudden. Um, and that yeah, could I think be a really neat who done it. So I think that has like yeah. a more engaging, like in the moment feeling. I think you, I think you could put some seeds of doubt in in there. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. so you set up. Uh, you so Cora survives, um, but I think you still put that seed of doubt in there. But Lynn doesn't take out all the poison purposely, right? And, and it keeps. Oh, it keeps when you say good doubt, Chris, it's too late. They're already in there. You you That's planted true, yeah. them. I'm I'm getting I'm over it now. So Yin's evil. So, <laughs> so here, yeah. Uh, so we're getting to season four. Um, actually, now that I'm thinking more stuff makes even more sense. Um, <laughs> so well, we're getting to season four. Has these ideas like Suyin has these functional ideas of like what a better harmonious society exactly. Looks. Yeah like like she's diplomatic she's experienced so she wants to be the person instead of Zaheer that's easy enough to believe yeah. like I'm gonna well, buy my so, time till Korra's real old and then I'm gonna get her in the Avatar state and do it real nice like so we do I, I'm not sure she believes she believes she's a good leader but I don't think she believes in, in the concept of queens and kings and monarchs no but just being in, uh, at, the, at the forefront of this like yeah. innovative like hey instead of total Maybe we don't have to burn the whole world down. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can build on what we have, or just slightly different philosophical, but sort of yes. the same means as the here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we get into book four. You know, after the Earth Kingdom is in shambles, they say that that Tenzin and Republic City President Raiko 
went to Su Yin and they actually asked her, like, this isn't me making this up. They actually went and asked her, like, you're a Bay Fong, like people who respect your name. You should just take over the Earth Kingdom. <laughs> and even she was like, No, I don't I don't wanna do that. Like, I don't wanna I don't I don't wanna be a king or, or, or queen. I don't wanna be a monarch. And that feeds into her thought process still of tracks, like absolutely. Yeah, absolutely still tracks. And she could have uh, uh, she could have been, you know, happily trekking along and then Kuvir kind of wrecking things by wanting exactly. to go that route. That's why oh. Suyin went to go kill Kuvir. Oh, Chris. We didn't just do a what if, Chris. We just we cracked a, a true theory here. This isn't a flashpoint anymore. It's a real deal. <laughs> we just invented a new style of bending, which is truth bending. <laughs> Bending the truth. I think that's been happening for a while now. I actually kind of like that's kind of catchy. Yeah. We uh, we played up a brilliant villain who is the most empathetic uh, villain mm. you could basically have. I love it. We've we've done it. We've cracked the what if code. Uh, In fact, I don't know when Su Yin actually reveals herself. Maybe she doesn't reveal herself until the comics. I was gonna say that still that's the movie that Avatar Studios will release. It'll yeah. be. Uh, <laughs> she's secretly a red lotus member the thing is in my it'll be so like the my... half-blood prince where the whole book you're trying to figure out who the half-blood prince is even though you kind of know it's snape from the beginning but uh this is this actually is a pretty interesting what if that we kept mostly think, everything intact <laughs> but i think it's so our most room. interesting what if yet from like a functional perspective i think it kind of i, I think, I think it all it. I think it all tracks. The Earth Kingdom is now, it's fairly a democracy, but it, it's more chaotic than it was before. And it's more every person for themselves. And it's more It's still uh, like closer to that blank. It's, it's closer to that blank slate that she would want to start with. It's just that Kavira, yes. like jumping the shark and going the wrong direction. Uh, kind of ruining everything, but like it's still closer to that blank slate that she would want to build up from yeah. than it was, you know, with the king or queen and the. And remember, there's still there's still Red Lotus members out there. Yeah, what if there's this really cool like, what what if the what if as story wise, there's a secret leader of the Red Lotus and no one knows who it is, but like the Red Lotus is reemerging. Like this is in a future comic book or something, and they're sprouting plans and and like the whole thing is like we got to find this what if secret leader oh, we need a good name for a red lotus leader that's secret uh rosukin probably no we already used that one just kidding the, chris what if what if the red the lotus secret, the secret tile piece no the secret the secret flower Ooh, i like that the secret wait the secret petal it's the secret petal uh, when you start to get to that it, it i don't know that start to sound like like a birds and bees some kind of weird the, allegory there for I need, me. I need, I need, but I say pedal because the first time we see Su Yin, she's doing a a dance routine and a flower pedal. And so for fans would be like, oh, they've been playing this seed forever. That's actually kind of brilliant. But Chris, what if a lot of red, what if most Red Lotus members don't even know who else is in the Red Lotus? They they only know that like Su Yin is in the Red Lotus. Like, hey, see, and everybody seems to respect you and your family. And she's like, well, secretly, that's because I'm the only person that they know to contact for Red Lotus updates. <laughs> I put out a newsletter, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
It uh, and then when the timing is right, after Kuvir is quashed and the Earth Kingdom is kind of now in shambles and Republic City is kind of in pieces, it is Su Yin's time to rise, or not Su Yin specifically, but the Red <laughs> Lotus in general. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I dig it. Uh, I mean, and also that you know she could always bust out, try to bust out Zaheer, or use that as a distraction, right? A, a bust out attempt, but then Korra foils it, but then there's like some. What other... if the final fight is like a like a one on one on one of Korra and Zaheer and Su Yin, but it's like a it's a free for all. It's not a. The thing is, Kuvira is at this point in comic books is is one on one on one is more is more redeemed, and so that that might be a little bit interesting. Interesting, but uh, we've cracked. The and she's oh, and it. she's ooh, ooh, wait, wait, wait. And Su Yin is at, I'm sorry, Kuvira is actually staying with Su Yin at at the end of the most recent comic books, and so like if someone's like, oh, the leader is coming out of Zafu, we don't know who it is, but it's coming out of Zafu. Everyone's going to be pointing their fingers at at Kuvira, and Suyin has another fall person. But then Kuvira like finally gains somebody's trust, like Korra's trust or something, to be like. Korra seems like she'd be in that kind of redemption arc of like, yeah, I'm going to go from you almost killed Kuvira. me to yeah, I could see that. Oh yeah, she's already on that redemption arc. Uh yeah, I'm I'm game for that. Chris, you know what will make this whole theory legitimate is if uh, a famous YouTuber of some type were to like put together a legit video on this and, <laughs> and bring it to reality. Maybe maybe a person who suggests cast members and in, in studios have the respect to follow his casting wishes. <laughs> yeah, he's got enough pull. We can make this story a reality. Uh, no, I think this is easily. For those wondering, he's talking about me. The, I think this is easily oh, no, I'm, I'm the not. most interesting big picture one that we've done just because it feels like there would at least be that, that sliver of possibility. Like we've mm, left yeah. enough nebulous openings in there that it could be real. So, yeah. um, Hey Chris, brilliant idea. Final thoughts before we wrap up. Uh, no, that's no, this is a really interesting, every time before we start these, what ifs, like I have a vague idea of where it's going to go. And, uh, we did not go down that path this time around, which is cool. That's why I always love it. It's a it's pretty interesting. Chris, we found a better path. Hashtag Zaheer. Yeah. Uh, great idea. Hey, thanks everybody. I hope you don't mind the uh, the occasional one-offs during the holidays as we just kind of try to, I don't like the word filler, but working in advance to try to fill those gaps when we know we'll be unavailable. So thank you all for your patience, Chris. Thanks for jumping on me late notice. Really appreciate it. <laughs> All the good stuff will be down in the description. I'm Sean Taylor. That's Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. This is Avatar The Last Podcasters, and we will see you next week. I was almost asleep. I had my, my pants off, just in my drawers and my undershirt. <laughs> and then you called, and then you tested me. I forgot we were recording tonight. Chris, put your pants on. That's all you can <laughs> I did put my pants, put pants on. on now. Put my pants on uh, now. Nobody would ever notice, Chris, if we had. Although sometimes you stand up before we're quite done, so maybe somebody would notice you were very painful but <laughs> see you next week everybody <laughs> now chris is gonna drum on his pantsless legs so you can hear that no it's that's you can hear the cloth in you there. can you can i'm wearing shorts for the record i am wearing pants <laughs> yeah no <laughs> nope that's all thigh right there <laughs> <laughs>